You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, you know, we're we're still seriously in catch-up mode. Yeah. But uh, I am kind of thinking, I feel like we're marginally safe at this point. Yeah. Uh, that I am going to go ahead and, like, throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> and so <laughs> the caveat is uh, it might not be next week. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it will be next week, but mm-hmm. it might not end up being next week. But at the very least, in two weeks, we're going to start the countdown and have oh, our man. best list. Here we go. Then our worst list, then our awards. So <laughs> it might start next week. Cool. But uh, I reserve the right at the last minute to next week go, yeah, we can't do it. Yeah, we, we can't start right. yet. Uh, so, but the clock is ticking and it's there and it's coming. So we'll do it in the best. Yeah. No, we won't do best worst. We'll do, yeah, we will, right? Yeah, best worst, best and then worst ours. than our awards. Okay. And uh, if you're curious about our awards, go look back at our previous shows and find out what they're they are. Blast. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you right now because we have 800 <laughs> we, things to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun. we're and we're not going to get to any of them. Yeah. Uh, so this week the our our main thing is glass. So that is like the title, right? Right. <laughs> of the episode, right? Right. Um, before we get to that, I feel like I've just got to talk about uh, the Academy Award nominations uh, came out since we did our last show, and none of them are interesting, <laughs> except uh, Bradley Cooper did not get nominated for directing. This is the yeah. craziest <laughs> year uh, in movies, and I probably say that every year. For one reason or another, every year is the craziest year, but this is way. the craziest year Specifically for the Oscars, in the lack of snub talk and the right. lack of people saying this should have been nominated and that should have been nominated and all that stuff. Yeah. Because every year there's like five or six things that people go crazy about. Right. Uh, this didn't get it or whatever. This year, uh, it, you know, if there was such talk to have, it's like we were done with it. Right. By the time we got <laughs> to the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice. Yeah. We had already all covered gone. all that. Yeah. And then the Oscars came out, and really, the nominations are exactly the same. Yeah. Even to the sad extent that Black, Black Panther, Panther got nominated yep. for Best Picture, yeah. which uh, I will never stop saying is the dumbest <laughs> thing. I will die on this hill. Right. Um, but they're just, they're all the same as everything that's been nominated before. Plus, it just feels, <laughs> oddly enough, it feels like, I don't know if it's like social media and the internet and streaming and everything is just taking over more and more and more. So every year it feels like there's more or whatever. Right. But it just feels like there's more awards this year all of a sudden. Like all of the other awards, people talk about it more. So you hear about it more. Like not that, you know, if you're in the know, you hear about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the the SAG Awards, the Directors Guild, the Producers Guild. Like every time there was an award, people were actually talking about it all over the place. Right. <clears throat> and, that, and then the Oscars come out. I feel like in a couple of years, the Oscars are going to decide that they happen in October. <laughs> because yeah. they're like, screw this way after everyone. Yeah. Because you get to the Oscars now and no one cares about anything anymore. Right. Uh, and it's, it's funny because every year there are... You know, it's big news what the ratings of the Oscars are, right? Like right. everyone's like, oh, the ratings are down and this host. And so that's why it sucks and, you know, whatever. Right. But I feel like every year by the time we get to the Oscars, no one cares anymore. Right. It's, it's like I've They're done, just happy this, to I've have done it, this 100 like, yeah. times already. Yeah. In the last two months, I, you know, it'll almost make you not get into acting <laughs> unless you were, you know, the sort of person who really wants basically October to february to right. be nothing but going to award shows right right <clears throat> but there i would i would think and this is just me i would think there'd be people every year that by the time it's march 
They're like, I'm not going to be in anything that's going right. to get me nominated for anything. Right. You wonder sometimes about people who make crappy movies, right? When they've done really good things, yeah. right? right? And I'm I'm like, I think I might have hit on something <laughs> right. here, they right? They just want the fall they, and the winter off. Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah, man. they have sure. a year where they are on for, <laughs> you know, you're talking like five months with all of the... You know, you got to do all the stuff for the movie in the first place, right? You got to go to all the red carpets right. uh, for the premieres and all this. And then you got to have like the overseas premiere and you got to just do all this stuff. Then you got to go to like 18 award shows. Right. And then it's March and you're like, I want to nap. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to make some really awful horror movie that no one's even going to know I'm in. Maybe I should under be in Black an Panther. assumed name. Yeah. Then they're like, I'll do a Disney Marvel film. And then yeah, that gets and then, nominated. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but uh, the one thing that actually happened with the Oscars, because like I said, you can go compare all of the nominations and everything. They're all the same. Uh, they're all the same as everything else. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's a little bit weird about it is that all of a sudden people are starting to, you know, it's like the Vegas odds makers at this point. And they're starting to talk about how Green Book might win. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Because of all these like crazy factors. It's like yeah. trying to figure out who's going to run for president, right? right? It's like, well, but you didn't think about the blah, blah, <laughs> right. blah. And that's, yeah. you know, whatever. So people are talking about that. And then obviously there's the, huge backlash to that talk right? <laughs> and right. the, oh my God, what if that happens? And, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, but Bradley Cooper not getting nominated for director had some people talking and it, you know, it was kind of interesting. Bradley Cooper actually responded and said he was really disappointed. I actually didn't see that. I didn't, I, yeah. didn't, I assumed he might have his rep say something, but yeah. And it's funny because then huh. there was the response to the fact that he said something about it because uh, you know, people were saying it's nice to hear him say that it's disappointing. Yeah, right. Um, because apparently what you're supposed to do is ignore it and pretend right. you pretend don't it care, doesn't matter right? unless you've won and say, I want to thank everybody, right. you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and, and it's a little bit weird, too, because what did huh. get in basically is the Cold War directing for mm -hmm. uh, the movie, the Cold War. And the thing that's really a little bit odd about it is uh, I can't find a way to not be okay with it yeah i, I didn't think it was i know a, i didn't think it was a fantastically directed movie so yeah. if you don't get nominated what am i supposed to right pretend like i care because he's bradley cooper right it's <clears throat> i don't know anyway it's uh it's the it's the weirdest <laughs> emperor has no clothes movie I of hope, the year i hope we're sure, doing the right? show the everybody, next time that a star is born comes around <laughs> And then we can just reminisce about In like your years. love of the whole life. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they have to remake Spider-Man and A Star is Born contractually, I think. <laughs> right. you know, I think that's in the Hollywood book. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, other than that, though, uh, not a lot of news once we get to the Academy yeah, Awards. Yeah, it was all... It's, it's, uh, it's kind of dead time. It's only... Uh, yeah. The only thing people are talking about is what's coming out. Lego movies coming out and everything. Uh, which yeah. people have loved already. There are actually, it's so weird now, uh, especially thinking back on the show. Like when we started the show, there was almost still summer. <laughs> but we complained about how there wasn't. I but know. there almost was I know. still summer. And now there are like five or six movies that come out in the next like two months. It's that crazy. People are crazy Huge. for. Uh, and like Alita, the Lego movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, but there are several of them that all of these movies, as you've said, like dozens and dozens of times over the course of the show, you know, this should be a summer movie. Like yeah. this is a, the Avengers is like, th in this is a three summer, weeks, five yeah. weeks. Captain Marvel's in, well, I guess it's in April and then Captain Marvel's in March and, and yeah, it's crazy. I just saw that uh, Alita Battle Angel ad, and I was like, "Oh, that'll that's early." And right. then it was like next week, and I'm right. like, "What the? F are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's uh, and it's a giant, huge, crazy movie. And I don't know what trailer you saw, but it actually looks pretty. It good. It looks all right, it, and it's a it's a scary thing, especially if you you know know the source material. Yeah, and know the. His, that's one of the those, history of ruining similar uh, yeah, stuff, definitely. right? But, that's a weird one where I look at it and I'm like, I hope we see it in 3D. And then I watch a trailer for it and I go, 
I still feel that way, but maybe that's not a good idea. Like right, I'm actually, right. I don't know. It's yeah. going to be great or it's going to suck. It, it it looks good. I don't though. feel like. But I'll anyway, feel that's that's all the news, which is so weird at this time of year. Yeah, there's a weird for, uh, for the attention to just all be about. Right. You know, not uh, who got cast in something that's coming out in December. Mm-hmm. There's like a big reveal or something like that. But what movie comes out next week? Right. <laughs> that's just yeah, that's, bonkers that is weird. for February. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so moving on to Glass. Yeah, we'll do Glass. Uh, which we have to uh, cover. Like, not contractually, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah, so, so Glass is the, like, uh, threequel. Right. Or whatever that <laughs> word is. It's yeah. the end of the trilogy um, that started out with Unbreakable and sort of had a sequel, I, except yeah. it's not exactly right. It's not... It's in the same uh, universe, but right. And then it's, he just decided it's, to tie it's it up. not really like a movie and then a sequel and then the third movie. Right. It's really <laughs> like uh, you had two movies halfway into production of the second movie. You said, "Wait a minute, yeah, I have an idea. This will be fun." <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you could have a third movie. I don't know something yeah. like that. Um, but anyway, so we've got. Uh, We've got Bruce Willis is just the same guy from Unbreakable, Mm -hmm. which is a kind of surprising and weird twist because that's a really long time ago to suddenly say, hey, and it's uh, Samuel L. Jackson is the same person he was in Unbreakable. Right. And uh, now we're just throwing in the new new (laughs) super mutant that we got from the other movie. And now, uh, not that I'm going to go over all of the movie, but... uh, 2000 early on in the movie i i think the thing you know we talk about semi-frequently we talk about the trailers yeah and i feel like uh you know everybody knows everything about this movie already so it's not like spoilery i mean if you want to know anything about it you know it anything you want to know but if you just saw the trailer i feel like uh it's a little bit of a trick uh, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. just the trailers going into the movie, because it seemed to me in the trailers that you were going to have more of the movie happen before they're caught and they're sitting in the thing. Yeah, uh, that's what they focus on in the trailers. Yeah. So in some sense, maybe it's not a surprise because that's what you see a lot of. Yeah. But I felt like watching the trailers that. You know, that was more, you'd at least get somewhat close to the middle of the movie. And then they get captured and then whatever. And there was going to be some sort of, I felt like there was going to be more of like this, you know, fighting between uh, Bruce Willis and the Beast yeah. and, or, or something. Or yeah. he had to like, <clears throat> you know, seek him out more or, you know, whatever. Right. I don't know. And especially the fact where he's got his son there who kind of, you know, coordinates his efforts at this point yeah. or, you know, whatever that is about. Uh, like that that whole part is sort of wasted just for how little of it yeah. actually happens. I don't know. So I thought that was a little weird because uh, you get like 10 minutes and then like, <laughs> boom, they're caught. Right. Uh, and so anyway, I just thought that just sort of. Through me, just from going in from yeah. Trailer. So just because I know, agree, the just trailer to does throw that out. The trailer does uh, it does look like there's going to be a lot more pre stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they <laughs> are uh, they're locked up pretty early, and uh, you know I just got a uh, what's her name Paulson. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Um. So she we see her in the trailers and everything. She's yeah. the psychiatrist uh, who is trying to convince them that they're. <clears throat> they're just crazy or they're whatever, normal, what not a, super, whatever yeah, it is, right. right? Okay, so that's uh, who else is in the movie. So yeah. without uh, any further ado, <laughs> uh, I, I gave this movie a zero. Yeah, and that's pretty and it much was, what I thought. You'd and it was it. lucky to get it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was lucky that I I didn't go into negative numbers. I would be fantastically surprised. Yeah, if this were not my next year's pick for worst movie of the year. So you know what's funny? So I remember take that. <laughs> I remember a couple years ago, 
either of us saying something similar to that and just being like, oh, I got to tell you. And we had five and in then a like, row. And like the next week, we're like, okay, we're here to throw yep, ourselves a bit because yep. we thought it couldn't get worse. And then the next week. And then, so I, it's hard to believe in the moment where you're like, that's the worst thing. And I'm like, I know, man, I know you didn't like it, but there's something worse out there for you. Like, hang on. I know, but I, I got to tell you, I feel like if we started, if we were, if we were going to start now on the theory and we, ha- and we right. gave ourselves time, <laughs> yeah, we gave ourselves time to really explore and do it legit and, right. and really think back. So like we were going to do next week, best movies, then worst movies, then we do our awards, then we do the projections, worst, worst movies of the decade. Oh, Oh yeah, right. Oh god. <laughs> I feel like this movie would still be somewhere pretty high on that list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It it was uh it was the worst movie I'd seen in a while. And there was almost nothing good about it. That I, <laughs> there was almost nothing yeah. that I liked about it. The only thing that I liked about the movie and it makes it pointless to do a review following this, right? right. The only thing I liked about the movie was some of Bruce Willis, and outside of that, I didn't. I didn't like anything. There were things that were related to Bruce Willis mm-hmm. that were positive, and, yeah. that, and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. What'd you give it? Nine. <laughs> this would be. I actually kind of wish I did because this uh, would be a fun film to always have over us as the biggest discrepancy. I, instead of Beauty of the Beast, I came. I came. I, yeah, I came pretty close to giving it a negative. Um, I'm at zero. I, I thought I thought there were the film is over two hours, and I mean it's almost I think it's like two twenty. It's pretty close to two fifteen. What is it? Oh, it's two hours and ten minutes. All right, so it's two hours because the the credits are probably ten minutes long. Right. I thought maybe altogether, I thought there might be seven minutes of the film I liked. Yeah, and I'm I'm not even trying to be stupid or insulting. I'm just thinking. There were bits and pieces here and there that didn't string together very long, but I thought, man, that really sucked because I remember liking that. But what I remember most about it was how just fucked up it is. Just <laughs> not not haphazardly done, but just ignorantly kind of done. Like this is almost in a way a movie that's probably 20 years too late anyway. I can't believe, I just looked up, Unbreakable was in 2000. That's so weird that that's right. 19 years ago. But, but it, you know, when that came out, it, you know, this has all been said before too. It's just echoing things that, we've had a lot of superhero movies in between those films. And when that came out, it was kind of interesting because that was at the start of all the X-Men, right, right. Superman, uh, Spider-Man films being it, it, popular. It was at a good time. And it was, from what I remember... A pretty fun film. Like it was interesting because it had a neat concept, and I wasn't so soured on M Knights. Well, they're allergic to water, right, or they right. can't breathe oxygen. You know, I just didn't have that thing and in it, me yet. And it, and it had uh, it had some bad things about it, right? I remember it being off a little, but a lot of the bad things about it because I I remember having a lot of bad things in my mind about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, hate that movie, but it would do something that I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah. But in the whole movie where it was, you could live with it. Right. Right. Like right. it had, you know, the guy goes to work and goes, how many sick days does I have? Do I have? Because he doesn't know. Because right. he doesn't know that he's never had a sick right. day. There, yeah. That's, you're just stupid. Right. right? And you're trying to really. And, and and you're just making us say it, you right. know, and there's thousand other ways. Yeah. This is. You, you and, could have that come up or whatever. But in the whole context of the movie, you're yeah. like, oh, well, <laughs> all right. I mean, it wasn't... That that idea, that same genesis, that core of just, I think my audience is stupid, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them how smart I am. And that doesn't come from a bias that I know M. Night is an egomaniac. I got to tell you, I disagree on that point. Really? I, I felt... I, I, I do, because oh, I don't think that the stupid things in this movie or the stupid things in Unbreakable, like uh, the sick day thing, I don't think they are a result of M. Night thinking his audience is stupid. I think they're a result of him being stupid. Uh, I think he's that stupid, and he makes the things and thinks they're good, and they're just stupid. I I've seen not maybe not I don't know how much you've seen because I try not to watch any of it, but I remember for a while before the real I mean, did backlash you see him in the movie? Him, oh yeah, I mean that's just, that's just a stupid and guy I, right there. But I think <laughs> that's true. That's true. I've heard him talk enough to know how genius, and he calls himself a genius. He's like the film version of Kanye. He 
can't wait to tell you how smart he is. Uh-huh. Knowing it's what I know so about him, Trump. What well, th- this is true. <laughs> knowing what I know, make him smart. I, no, I know, but knowing what I know about M Night, and he believes that he's a super genius who's gracing us with his theatrical presentations. I, right. I just when I look at those scenes that are so obvious and so pat. Yet he's trying to hammer this, oh, I got goosebumps from that. Did you know he didn't have any sick date? Like, it just seems so pedantic when you're doing it and so uh, absolutely dull. It is. And, and maybe it, it's, it is, maybe and it's, it's because, horrible, but I think I think You think it's because he's dumb? I really do. Okay. I think this is the movie equivalent, right? Yeah. Of, uh, like, asking the billionaire how much a right. box of Cheerios costs, and he has no idea, right? right? It's It could it, be. He's just... He's just that dumb. He's just and that. He's sunken. just well, that out of, and especially like, uh, I think M Night in a lot of movies, right? When he has people talk to each other, yeah, it's. I don't think that he's trying to have people talk and say dumb things, right? I think he's just dumb, dumb and saying and what he would say those things, <laughs> yeah. and that's and that's what you get. And he's yeah. sitting there going. <laughs> That's pretty That's good. gold, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Aside from either all, way, either, either way, <laughs> it suffers as an audience because the film is disjointed. It's poorly paced. It's nonsensical, even at its best. Like, uh, I'm not going to argue reason in a world where superheroes are. Like, right. y- you're just going to be like, well, Superman's cape wouldn't move that way. You got me. <laughs> I guess. Let's right. prove it. How are we going to do that? You know, it's just. I'm I'm watching the film as as an easy example. They show this in the trailer. There's a big fight outside between uh, everybody, you know, and the beast is out and he's galloping like a beast, right, you know, towards right. uh, Bruce Willis, towards David Dunn, and it pans to this uh, moment where you see like the three human anchors for all the characters are just sitting on they're like standing there looking at this thing in in awe and one of them is the girl i couldn't remember her name casey she's from split and and i'm like this battle ends in one second all she has to do is say his name and and he stops being the beast like that was the whole thing in split is all the multiple personalities that the horde has you just said something wendell crumb i can't remember if it was oliver wendell crumb or whatever it was um and his his real personality comes to light, and I'm like, this fight's over in one second. But she and she knows that because that's how she beat him in the first in the second film. But she's just sitting around watching all this stuff come about, and so anyway, lots of stupid examples in a dumb film that right. could have been. I didn't expect. I didn't expect the Sixth Sense. You know, that was a fun. I haven't watched that again either. Everyone says that like that's genius, and I I thought it was a good movie that had an interesting, you know, trick to it. I, I thought that was a really good movie. And I, 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 I would love I would to see it, it again. Genius, I would love to see it again really and good. see if I still, like, how does it play once you know the trick? But this film, it tries to show how smart it is by describing things that at this point in 2019, everybody already knows through one superhero film or another. His, his rules don't stack up. They don't make sense in the world that he's in. I, I, I love... The stupid writing. This is why I bend a little towards your thinking. I don't know, because I, I don't know if, if he's so dumb that he thinks people, you know, if this situation were real, the superheroes and the supervillains and the superpowered are in this psychiatric place without their constitutional rights, but she's only got three days to crack it. Right. And for, I'm like, where do you no get reason. where do you get three days? Why for, not just three hours? For no reason, like, you know, for no reason that anyone has right. ever said anything about. And it doesn't make any sense, and, but it's supposed to have an impact on us. Like, oh man, the clock is ticking. Right. This is tense. It, it's stupid. Right. It's absolute, and all the decisions that are made that way are relatively stupid. Right. And they just start compiling on top of and and under the weight of stupidity. Then I just I'm like, right. I can't even have any fun well, in this. And you know the the thing that's weird about it in in that particular sense there's stuff that happens in the movie and uh, at some point right you have like your how things work right and superman's cape or whatever the hell whatever how can he fly or whatever like he just he just can right how can he turn you know yeah like uh you're watching superman Uh and and they go Yellow sun, magic powers, he can fly. <laughs> right. And that's all you need. Right. And if that's what you're going to do, then fine. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to start explaining other things, like then you're screwed. Right. You can't have it's just magic 
and then not be able to explain other things or right. whatever, right? right? However you're going to do things, right? The only thing in the movie that actually makes any sense is Bruce Willis's power. Right. Because it's just magic. Right. And <clears throat> we leave it alone, yeah. right? It's just magic. But the whole movie of Split doesn't make any sense. And, and like, really, you can't work things that way. And now we're just bringing it into the next movie, right? right? But he's got his power because his personality can change his body or yeah. whatever it supposedly can do. Yeah. Which is, like, nonsensical right. anyway. But when you compare them, even though he does certain things and he kind of could bend bars and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever he could do, but they can't fight. Right. Because Bruce Willis would destroy him <laughs> right. instantly just based on other stuff that he's done in the movie. It's kind of, it's almost like uh, M. Night sort of writes everything off. I like because in movies like the Avengers, mm -hmm. they all kill each other 18 times right. and do things that would hurt them and wouldn't hurt them. And it's like, they're all silly with who has powers and who can survive what and everything. So yeah. he just goes, well, I don't have to either. Or right. I, right. I don't know. None of it has right. to make sense for me either, but he just, but he goes out of his way to have Bruce Willis do a bunch of things mm -hmm. and be basically invulnerable yeah. and you know all this stuff it's so goofy but everything else that happens in the movie she's explaining a lot of stuff about yeah. why we're here and if she's going to explain a bunch of stuff about why we're here then you have to explain why he's why his kids not just at the cops or hiring right. a lawyer or right. whatever right instead of i mean he's we got to think he's not an idiot, right? right. He, he knows what's going on. He's been doing this with his dad for a really <laughs> long time. Yeah. Not because he's an idiot, right? right? And so his theory is, I'll just go to the place and knock on the door right. and say, can you let him out? Right. And they'll go, no. And he'll go, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> guess, I'll, guess I'll wait about 72 options, hours. Out <laughs> options there, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, whatever. And, and then the whole thing doesn't... <laughs> They go so far in explaining, and you know it's sort of spoilery to the whole movie. But it turns out that Sarah Paulson belongs to this weird cabal was, yeah. of Illuminati who run the world, or whatever the hell. Yeah, whose uh, mission is to keep people from ever knowing that there are actual superheroes, and basically from there ever being any superheroes. Right. And they go to like lengths i don't know if they go to great lengths but they go to mm -hmm. lengths yeah. to explain this whole thing about trying to convince them that they don't really have it mm -hmm. which doesn't make any sense right in the first place it doesn't make sense to try and do it right it could kind of almost make sense i guess with samuel l jackson's character because all he is is really smart right and i mean if you just kind of convinced him that well, I mean, you're just smart, right? That's not a superpower. Kind of crafty. You yeah, could, you could kind of, yeah, you could kind of explain that away because he doesn't actually have any superpower. Right. He's just really smart. Right. Uh, supposedly, <laughs> <laughs> that's the story they're selling anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but like Bruce Willis, <clears throat> I mean, what are you going to do? Like keep him from opening the refrigerator for the rest of his life and ripping the door off? <laughs> right. I mean, he's just super strong. Yeah. What if he says, okay, you're right. And then what? He's never going to do anything right. again for the rest of his life. I'll that's go out gonna and get reveal sick now. that yeah. he's strong. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And then it doesn't make any sense that they would do it anyway. Right. What's the theory? And we explain all this stuff for a long time. A long time. And you can't do that and then not explain why they do it. They mm -hmm. don't get anything out of it. They couldn't get anything out of it. Uh, right. They're going to kill him anyway, uh, right. more than likely, right. right? But what's the theory of doing it? Yeah. Like, so we convinced <laughs> him and now everything's fine. But it doesn't make any sense yeah. in a multitude of ways. And especially like the horde. Like, right. What are you going to convince somebody of? Like, right. there isn't really a beast that's special he's going to be in like the loony bin anyway <laughs> why do we have to convince him of right. anything 
no matter what these people do to him, mm-hmm. the best case scenario is that he's just in that room for all the time. Anyway. Yeah. So right. what are we trying to convince him of anything for? I don't know. Anyway, there's there's a thing when I was watching it. It's funny. I wasn't going to spoil the Sarah Paulson thing, but I'm glad you did. If I'd been watching that just to catch up on films, right? The moment that just happened, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. The only reason I stayed with the film is because we we because we were the show. physically we there. were really there and we were in it and it's. And if it had happened a half hour early, I might have even leaned over and went, are we staying for this? Or can <laughs> yeah. we just end this now? Because I know all I need to know. I I, I don't even, it, it just feels in a weird way of just like kicking it now. But right. I kind of want to just keep kicking it, you know, to, well, to share how irritated I am about all this stuff. The, the whole the whole idea to me in some way reminds me of you see these artists or these companies now that will take your kid's drawing and make a real monster of whatever it is or draw something right, right. that is obviously done by a kindergartner and, and a famous painter will really do it. This felt to me like you were in an elementary school room and just seeing like, so what would the hero and the villain do now? Well, then the evil doctor would try to make them real, you know, and I'm like, right, we're going to film exactly that. Right. Like, it's so... It's so inconsequential to itself, like you said. Like, I don't believe, now that I know what the story is, I don't believe for a second she would be tasked to go in there for any amount of hours and try to convince them. Though on paper, in a different story, I kind of like that idea. Right. I like the idea of her just saying, look, you're just strong. And maybe you were healthy. It's got to be like a whole other thing. It's got to be something separate. Right. But for her, with the window of time she has and the ultimate objective, which is to remove them, like, I would just get them in a room, pay a bunch of people to have a long lunch, and then just clean up all the blood. Right. Like, I mean, you drown David and you just shoot everybody else. Well, yeah. And that's clearly what everyone would do. Right? And, and you know, it's built upon the premise of, like, these high point spiking moments where you're like, okay, so we know glass is going to spin the tables on everyone. Like, I kind of want to see that. And I'm like, when it happened, didn't really buy it. <laughs> when right. David Dunn is in trouble... And the only thing that's really interesting about <clears throat> that scene, it was like one of these spiky moments that, that I was so deflated for anyway, because I'd been suffocated with dumbness, is when the horde's out and glasses on the loudspeaker and he's basically, and they do this in the trailer and he's like, if you want to stop all this from happening, you got to get through that door. Right. And that's when I, because he, the gradient of acting, I liked, I liked Bruce Willis because he, seemed, I don't know if it was a ploy or not, but he seemed like he's like, well, maybe I actually am just a dude. Right. You know, he had to like remember, oh, maybe I am powerful. You had the arc of basically Bruce Willis not acting much. He was pretty subtle, but he he acted well enough, but he didn't act much. Um, James McAvoy, you could argue overacted, but his role of being 50 different people requires it. And then Samuel Jackson is kind of in the middle, you yeah. know? And I just kind of felt like Samuel Jackson was just being Sam Jackson. Well, except that Samuel Jackson the whole time is just wasted. He's just sitting in the chair. If yep. nothing else comes from this movie uh, or our discussion of it, you know, if we could just get actors mm-hmm. to freaking agree that nobody, like if they just have a universal strike, that right. nobody is going to sign a contract that they have to do the sequel to anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which is how it works. And not, you know, yeah. people don't know that, but right. <laughs> I mean, people do know it, but I don't, I don't know that people know it to like the full extent. Like right. you get on a movie and it's like, if you, like you're screwed if they right. make a sequel sure. and you don't want to do it. Oh yeah. You know, depending on what it is and how much money's in it and, you know, whatever. But when you have something like Unbreakable, yeah, that at that point was like a pretty big thing yeah. because M. Night was flying high, right? And yeah. people were putting money into it. They're like, if we make a sequel, you have to do it. Yeah. And then it's 20 years later, and they're like, here it is. <laughs> and you have <laughs> Guess to do what? it. Yeah. Because as much as I'm sure that M. Night and the studio and everybody, you know, love being able to put Bruce Willis and sure. Samuel L. Jackson on the Together. cover and all that stuff. Yeah. Neither one of them would have been in this movie if yeah. they had a shot in hell of not screwing themselves right. Uh, right. In, a, in a big way, right? If we could just get all actors to just agree that they were right. never going to do that anymore. Right. They were, because, that would cure a lot. Because none of, this movie would never get made, yeah. and then we wouldn't have to watch it. I've seen, I've seen some people complain about how low budget it really looks 
and it and I feels, get that. It, it feels does. really low budget, especially <coughs> excuse me, especially in this day and age when um, I, I would expect for a lot of the stuff that happened, I would expect better from TV. Yeah, especially right. everything right. when they're inside the hospital. Like yeah. I, I would expect all that to be better if that I was watching a TV better, show. Right. right, and you know, that's, and I and, and I don't know what the budget was. I don't know if if the lead actors decided to take a little bit less just to work together one more time. I don't know. I don't have any clue about all that stuff, but it doesn't matter. Because if this it, thing it had does, dazzling special good. effects, it, it wouldn't have saved good. any of and it. And Samuel L. Jackson, I feel like, you know, he was okay. He was Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Right. But really, what's he on the set for like two days? Right. I mean, he didn't do anything except, A lot of eye you know, twitching. film me in this chair mm-hmm. for like an hour. Right. And then put it wherever you want it to be in the movie or <laughs> right. whatever. Drop it in, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, McAvoy was good. I thought Bruce Willis was, was good. I thought Bruce Willis was good. Like I said at the beginning, there are things that I like about him. And really what it is, is it's basically like if you skip the first 10 minutes, then for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I like him yeah. in the movie. Yeah. When uh, when it's, you know, his his kid and they're, and he's doing they're his after routines. the guy yeah. and stuff. And he's, you know, yeah. whatever. And you know what really sucks is I really like the scene. I have to do like a lot of work in my head, right? I like the scene where he wants to go for the walk, except that M. Night is in that scene. Yeah. If we cut him out of the scene Mm -hmm. because it's bad. It's unnecessary. It is really bad. Uh but I like the idea of that scene. I like the conversation yeah. that they're having. Yeah. And it's one of the very few things I yeah. like in the movie. And then M. Night's in there himself. Um, but I like that part. But Sarah Paulson, man, she's bad. I thought she was terrible in this. I didn't believe anything she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to believe that people she's talking to believe what she says. Right. And, and it is the weirdest thing. It's weird that she's in this movie. And she's only in this movie because uh, she's in all the uh, American Horror Story stuff. Yeah, she's in all the yeah. American Horror Story stuff. And you've got all of the bonkers fans of that show yeah. that like her or whatever, yeah. which that the whole idea of that show is just bonkers, right. that it's right. like still around. Uh, but she's she's bad in that show. But she's bad in a very specific way. Right. Where it's like basically it's a soap opera. Right. And and it's like. And how great can pe- you be? It's like people who know. don't want to watch soap operas and go right. like soap operas. You watch soap operas. American yeah. Horror Story right. is where it's at, man. Right. That and The Walking Dead. Those uh, are soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, man, she is she's awful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Uh, when she like first walks in and says, my name is this. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's and she yeah. she just doesn't convince me of anything and supposedly she's convincing people right that you know like for Bruce Willis right he's been doing this for the last 15 years right all as his kid grew up he's been living this life yeah. right and doing these things and you've got to think you know the movie in a in a horrible uh almost like negation of world building, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of world building, right? <laughs> the movie uh, wants us to experience Bruce Willis's character as though we just watched Unbreakable and it was done. Right. And then now it started. Right. So right. being a superhero is all brand new to him. Mm-hmm. And we like have these flashbacks of a couple things that he did in Unbreakable. And he's like, well, I mean, for like a week, I've had this theory that I was a superhero. So maybe I'm just deluding myself. The dude's been doing this for 15 years. You're telling me he doesn't have some awesome like memories of throwing cars at people and shit like that for like 15 years. And maybe at one point, just asking even his kid or some friend some relative like hey when you bump into someone do you really see what they see right like because there's the the stupidity of other things too is also in hindsight but a little foresight would have gone a long way because what the foreshadowing of her character and how dumb it is when they're all in the room and bruce willis has actually sort of an interesting moment where he's like and they wheel in glass and he's like are you freaking kidding me i can't be in this room with this guy right you know and you're like okay maybe this is when it's going to pick up it's going to really get hot um, 
you know, when she's questioning him and she's like asking him about his powers and like, so you're just strong. And how do you figure out who's bad? And then he has to admit, he's like, well, I, I touch him. Right. There's a moment, there's a soft moment there where easy foreshadowing and great like storytelling could have just been like, either she needs to read that he's nervous and doesn't want to do it, or he needs to be like, well, let me, let me shake your hand. And she's like, that's not necessary. Right. Then we get a hint of something instead of just like these weird piecemeal things that M. Night thinks the world of Illuminati, these idiot, idiot scenes later where they wait for the two people in a restaurant to leave. Right. And then they can right. have their right. secret right. meeting, their cabal. And I'm like, they just would have done it in another room. It really, like you don't. It really is. It, it's so juvenile. It really is fully bizarre. And <sighs> th- so that that's that a good example. That's a good example. And I was going to bring that up, especially because of like the first time we see it happen. Right. Uh, because that I think is that's a perfect example for me of I I don't think that he's talking to his audience because they think that because right. he thinks they're stupid. I think he's that stupid because be. this is really like. Uh, you find the dumbest people around you can and go, okay, so the Illuminati, let's right. assume they're real, right. okay? How do you think it works? Right. Oh, I think they're all sitting in Starbucks like right. on any given day. They right. just wait until the room empties uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they have like their secret meeting. Like they do it twice. Yeah. And if they did it once, right, I would almost give you, depending on what they were talking about and you don't see what they're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they did it once and it was like, uh, we have to have like an emergency meeting. Right. 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 I'm with, yep. Then maybe I'll, I might've like, passed that, that. Go. Yeah. But now all of a sudden this is just, what this they is a do. weekly update. This, this is, is just, the Tuesday meeting. Right. This is, they you guys want to go to Chipotle next week. They don't, sure. They don't have you know? like a building. Yeah. They don't have no. like a layer and they don't have a something. secret watch or anything. No. Like it's, we got to they meet. have, they have like a little tattoo that yeah, right. marks them, which yeah. they would never have. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Like I know. What are the odds? Yeah. That everyone in the Illuminati is just flashing their hand tattoos. This movie is so dumb. There's so much that's uh, dumb about it. Yeah. But here's the thing for me. Um, <laughs> even if you don't love a lot of his movies, we got to hopefully get to at least. All right, we'll you do know, a couple. Because I can't say anything other more. Movies. I have nothing positive it, to say about those. It, even if you don't like M. Night's movies, right? And I don't. But uh, like, I like Sixth Sense, right? Yeah. And. Sixth Sense was a good movie, right? And then it had like the twist. Right. And the twist was good. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now the whole thing's better. Right. And all the rest of his movies, right? You get like this weird mix of doing that combination wrong, right? Either the movie's not good. Right. And the twist, you're like, oh, I it's love pretty that. Good. I love right. that twist. Yeah. I wish it was right. in a movie in a that better didn't movie. suck, right? <laughs> yeah. Or the movie's not too bad, and then the twist, you're like, ugh. Oh, God, you know? yeah. And, you know, the thing that really, uh, <laughs> the, the moment that I began hating M. Night, right? Yeah. I don't even, I'm blanking on the name of the movie. Was it The Village? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, where, <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Where this is the same. in that village, right? Yep. I, I was watching that whole movie, and I was like, you know, this is pretty good. Yeah. And, and then it starts coming out. You're, like, peeling away the layers of the movie, and you go, wait a minute, there aren't any monsters or right. bad guys or what world am I in? Like yeah. you start watching that movie. You don't necessarily think you're like on earth anymore. Right. Maybe it's going to turn right. out that, you know, we're on like a different planet <laughs> or something. And, yeah. And you know, who knows what it could have been all sorts could've of things. Could have been all right? of it. Yep. Um, but that, but I liked that movie yeah. for, you know, the first Until, whatever. Yep. And then you find out what happens and you go, what the shit is now, this? Now I don't is, even like, yeah, I can't is, even fully like what I like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I hate everything that happened before. Right. But anyway, he's had this, he's basically, that's been his career, right? Yeah. Is either the movie's okay or mm-hmm. the twist is okay. Yeah. But he has never done anything to get them together, right? Right. And in this one, I mean, clearly I hate the movie anyway, <laughs> but I... I always want to give him a chance at like the end. I'm done. Right? Yeah. I, his chances I always, are gone. I always yeah. want to give him a chance at the end. And this one, it's not even like there's a secret twist. No. It's just uh it's just that you find out the that you didn't even know what the plan was, right? Dude, the and then and then so here's the thing that I love about this movie. Yeah. It, in my own, you know, twisted way. Yeah. 
the thing that I love about this movie is that the movie goes, aha, you thought this was happening, right? But it turns out that Mr. Glass is so smart. Right. This is what I was just going to bring up. That he did all this stuff and nobody saw it coming, mm-hmm. even Sarah Paulson, who, I mean, is she supposed to be smart? I don't know that she's supposed to be that smart and didn't see it coming. But yeah. we didn't see it coming and haha, he fooled everyone because he had all this whole master plan. Yeah. And it was a suicide mission. And I'm like, it wasn't a suicide mission. Right. Because he didn't know that he was going to get killed right. by the beast. Right. And you're telling me his master plan is that he's going to get killed in the end? If you're like a super genius and you come up with a plan that <laughs> takes a really long time to prepare, yeah. and at the end of it, you can't get out. Right. You might need some revision. When like... <laughs> there's no reason for yeah. you to not get out. Right. There's no reason for him None. to... The, that he can't come up with the plan where they all escape. Right. And we still let everybody in the world right. know we right. could have that plan. But no, he's not quite that smart. Yeah. He's the amount of smart where they all get killed. Right. For no reason. And we recorded it. That that and, and I don't even mind ruining this part, that and the shitty supposed genius revelation of him orchestrating the crash that brought Unbreakable about in the first place and also had to kill another character's parent. And I'm right, like, right. are you... Bullshit. Right. Like, okay, but no more. Like, right. I can't do that. The funny thing is, I, I hadn't seen Split. Also, uh, at one point, they were at an ice cream shop together. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I hadn't seen Split, and I watched Split uh, a couple weeks ago, and I wasn't blown away by anything in it, except I like McAvoy's performance. I thought yeah. he, he, he actually had a really hard thing to do, and sometimes he overdid it, but I think that was the nature of it. I actually walked away from Split going, that's not that bad. Right. And Unbreakable wasn't that bad. And maybe out of all of his stuff, these three films right. are going to be not that bad. This could be something. Right. And and then I'm watching you know, this train wreck, and I'm like, nope, that sucks. I'm done with him again. And, it, and if you really, I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to see this movie. And it's made a lot of money. It's made a lot of money. It, it's made a lot of money because... Uh, it's because it's, it's like the end, you yeah. know, because right. it's like this whole figure thing. It could be anything. And right. it's, and uh, I always think it's funny that um, a movie makes a lot of money and then people think, well, people think it's good because it's making right. a lot of money. The I'm equivalence, like, yeah. Yeah, that's not how that works. People just don't like want to go all. see the favorite or, you know, that, that's all they want. <clears throat> that's not how that works. But also, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people who watch this movie and they're going, Ah, whatever. It was like silly fun or, right. you know, whatever. And right. I'm all for silly fun movies. Sure. And and I'll tell you, among all <laughs> the things that this movie is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, if you think you can just have fun with this movie, when we see the girls and they're oh, still yeah. captured, right? Yeah. yeah. That is just live action <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> that, that whole part where they are chained to yeah. that thing. Every time you see them and, you know, James McAvoy comes in and he's talking to him and, you know, yeah. whatever, or later, you know, once Bruce Willis is like saving him. Or yeah. Every time we see those girls on that thing, that's just Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Or, or really, really, <laughs> especially bad horror movie. Like if that, right. if, like if that was out of a horror movie, I'd be all go, over it. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The, the, the last thing that I just wanted to say, because you made me think of that Scooby-Doo thing, there's this moment that's so clumsy. So much of the film is clumsy, but there's this moment where his kid is like, they're going over YouTube footage or all these things where he almost got spotted, and he said, they're, they're calling you the overseer. Right. And, and it just lands with such a thud. Things like that, things like his intent to cameo himself, it just comes across like somebody who's trying to nickname themselves something badass. Like, oh, yeah, my old school, everybody called me the eviscerator. Right. You're like, no, they didn't. No, they (laughs) didn't. You lie. Show me one person. No, they did, man. All the time. Hey, eviscerator. It just feels like somebody who's trying to come up with something, and everyone in the room is like, no, now your name is like Red Panties. So, you know, so it's just like, it's so detestable. But I got one question for you about it before we jump on. Oh, my God. Is it worse than Resident Evil? Six, whatever. Like I can't even the crazy. Block, the crazy the, is this the worst of the worst? Because so, it's not for me. It was bad, but this so, isn't the worst uh, film I've ever seen. So I'll tell you. Here's the thing uh, with Resident. Because it Evil. used to be ballistic, ballistic sex versus separate. Yeah. No. <clears throat> so there are um, 
But I, I got to tell you, since we saw that Resident Evil movie, yeah. I've like warmed to that movie because. Oh, I'm, stop. I have seen you so seen many again? movies that are. Oh. No, I haven't seen oh, it okay. again. I see. I understand. I've seen so many movies that were oh, so much God. worse than that yeah. at the time that I like think back about watching that movie. And go, well, that's not that bad. And, <laughs> and like, it's, like this movie, I would watch Resident Evil again I think before I, I watch too. this again. I think I would too. And that's the litmus test that I have for it. I'm like, I don't ever want to see Glass again. <laughs> I don't want to see it on TV. If it's on, and I'm like, not watching And it. like you said, a couple of years ago when we had like four or five movies in a row. I'll have we to like, go look. Nope, that's the yeah. worst movie, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I would watch Resident Evil before I yeah, watch most I of too. those too. Because Resident Evil, even as horrible as it was, yeah, and as just completely stupid, right? <laughs> Jeez. But I'll tell you, there's something about Resident Evil and it, it you know, it was aware. Yeah, like it oh, yeah. knew it, knew. it, it knew. was making it, a yeah. stupid, you know, schlocky yeah. piece of garbage. It definitely knew, and it was like, well, but I mean, let's Here have some go. fun with it, right? And now, and when it, when we walked out of the movie, I was like, <laughs> I hate you, right? But now I'm older and wiser, and right. I'm like. I don't know. I've that seen some shit. So <laughs> like I've seen some stuff. That's like your first day at boot camp, and you're like, "This sucks." But then you're in the jungle, and you're like, "Man, I wish I could be running miles again." I yeah, I've seen some shit. Yeah, no, I know. I just I because I was like, I know we both hated this, but I don't think this is it. But it might be it. It's, like I hated so much about it's, it. It's it's pretty low for oh, me man. anyway. All right. It it anyway, was really like that. we've said this before too, but it was like when you see like a really horrible student film, yeah, and somehow somebody gives it a bunch of money, yeah, and, right, and then <laughs> gets go with actors that, expand it, it. yeah, no, it was that, that's insane, it was nuts. Okay, we have mm-hmm. like no time to uh, cover movies. We got like ten minutes, oh, so man. Uh, we're gonna have to maybe do a couple fast. I really want to do for. Uh, Crazy reasons of my own. I really want to do Old Man and the Gun. I, yeah, I know you, you want to do a longer one though, more than like three minutes. We could do it next no, week. No, it's, all right. No one's gonna I'm see curious, it. Anyway, this is so. interesting. The, the fact, jeez, <laughs> the fact that you want to do this makes me wonder if I got my guess about you right. Because you've you've actually the last couple of shows we've done where we were going over real quick what films we hadn't right, caught up on, and right. this comes up. You're like, oh yeah, right. So, uh, Old Man and the Gun is a, a little bit of a weird movie for me because uh, I I liked it and I didn't like it, and then I liked it in sort of a weird right. way. So, like I said, we're just going to do these real quick. So, it's Robert Redford. He's a bank robber. It's based on a true story. Yep. And it's uh, this guy who robbed a bunch of banks and, you know, I don't know. He's like the kindly old robber. Yeah, right. <laughs> the gentleman robber. Especially yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. And he's been, you know, in trouble with the law all of his life and the whole thing. And he falls in love with someone. He's still robbing banks. He gets caught. He gets back out. He robs banks some more. <laughs> like he's just right. He's just like this weird guy. And it's almost like it reminded me watching it of watching Grand Prix in a way. The uh yeah, old okay. James Garner movie. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, uh, you know, what do you get for doing it, right? And James Garner's like, you get to win, <laughs> right? That's that. That's <laughs> and, what you do. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you do. And he's just like, he just can't figure out like his life without robbing banks, right? It, he doesn't even like, right? We don't see him spend the money, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, who knows yeah, nothing, if he even yeah. does anything right. with the money? It's just like this is what I do. Yep. I don't know. Kind of like this. Like, yeah. It's almost like people who go to prison for a long time, right? And yeah. then get out and they're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know what <laughs> right. to do with my myself. My whole life is, yeah. I, I don't know how to live now because I've been in prison so long. Right. And he's like, but Robin Banks is what I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> he yep. doesn't even care. Anyway, um, so it's, it, you know, it's very like an old movie, right? It's a very it, old this, fashioned this is, film. It's not like a movie that a bunch of 18 year olds are going to get together and go no. see. Um, but there were things that I didn't like about it, especially um, I really didn't like the pacing. There was a lot of the pacing of this movie that I felt like, uh, did I switch to On Golden Pond or something? Right. Like it's being so slow. But uh, I gave it a seven. Oh, wow. Seven is a lot higher than I would have imagined for you. Where the hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't disagree with any of the stuff there. I think the film, I mean, Redford, he's... God, he's like eighty. He's a joke. He's in his. Old. He's in his early eighties, mid eighties. I actually thought this might have had. Um, and there's no pun to this because it comes from one specific scene of him 
getting out of the car and trying to move around and he looks yeah a hundred like it's not it's not that he he's looked a hundred for 50 years (laughs) you know robert redford has had a weathered face for a long time but he moves like yeah the director is like look I need you to run over there, and he's right. like, "Well, I'll go as quick as I can, and right. we're going to do it once." Right? It's like you when know, you, it's like when you got uh, Dick Van Dyke to show up for Mary Poppins, right? And every right. and everyone's like, "Well, this is going to be the plan," do, and right. then he shows up and does stuff, and you go, "Whoa, okay." Right? <laughs> but <laughs> there's there's a thing here. The it's only ninety minutes long. It's maybe not even that because the you know it's an hour and thirty three minutes. It's you know eighty five minutes long. I like the scenes with Redford in it when he's interacting with other people. I think he's still incredibly charming. He's so effective and he makes all the scenes that he's in just seem like they're like he's having fun. Right. I love all the stuff that he's doing with Sissy Spacek for the most part. I like the coy back and forth that they're going, but the film just doesn't move out of first gear ever. No, and that's not because he's old. That's not because the cast is old. It's because the story is really a six minute short. Right. You it, know, and they made it into uh, an 85 minute film. It, it and it's is, okay. It is really like. Um, and, and that's definitely why uh, the movie didn't get any better for me, because the story really is uh, like people who are at some point you get desperate to make something that's based on true events. Right. And then you just like scour headlines <laughs> you do, or right, whatever. Looking, what, what's the story? And it's yeah. like, I don't know. Could we make that a movie? Well, there's something about the story yeah. that feels sort of hooky. Yeah, right? it does. So you're like, all right, let's option that. Well, yep. now we spend a bunch of money to be able to make this movie. <laughs> right. Now we have to have a story. And you're like, well, I mean, and then what okay, happens? Right. I don't know. And then what I does mean, he do? And, yeah. and it seems like there's a bit of fluff to their relationship, but I don't mind. Because in a strange way, I like their banter. I like right. two, two people of age who've gone through life and lost and gained. And they're just kind of like comfortable. And they're trying to see if we can be comfortable together. Right. There's a great scene when he gets into some trouble and gets out and he's staying with her. And she's just kind of like, you know... You're going to be good today? Right. And he's like, I'm going to try, but I don't know which way the wind is blowing. It's only 8 o'clock. <laughs> yep. You know, and if I get near a bank, well, my fingers Who start knows, twitching, right? you know? And I love that that thing there because he can carry it off effortlessly and she plays off it effortlessly. But I thought it was absolutely mediocre at five. Like, oh, I just couldn't yeah. go. Uh, I didn't hate it and I didn't love it and it never engaged me, but I really appreciated the hell out of watching it, even though I was pretty bored. Yeah. Like, I just, it's such a weird conflux of it, stuff it, where it I is, was... It is a movie that uh, you easily could find yourself bored, and that's why the pacing uh, yeah. of the movie is it's so... pretty uneven. ...is so strange um, that you go for such a long time at some points where uh, after, you know, there's a certain length of time that you're watching stuff where all of a sudden you're like, wait, why am I watching this right. again? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it doesn't... It doesn't switch gears like you said you know it's just stuck in first it just gear seems the whole time. To, and it, it doesn't, doesn't seem to be in any rush either it's just no, it's kind of happy it to be care. there yeah. I, i'm bummed that this may i don't know that it is i've i've seen him rescind a couple things it was supposed to be his last acting right, gig right. and i thought i would much rather have had his last one uh be the boat the uh, oh, out to sea right, right. whatever that, that was so great and he didn't have to do much except be quiet right and push water around you know <laughs> right this would be a little disappointing if that's how he wants to end on but I, I i don't know i feel like not to sound too coy i feel like robert redford is like this character i think he thinks he's done but i think another good script will get in front of him he'd be like you know what i got that itch again maybe we'll right. do one more right so but it wasn't know. bad no so anyway there's that one all right, uh, so we got a couple of minutes, yeah. and I think for the couple of minute version of doing things we could do, <laughs> can you ever forgive me? Uh, which is also oh, based yeah. on a true story, and Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant, yeah, and it's the true story of uh, this woman, and it's really weird because I remember her. I remember, I remember <laughs> her, and I remember parts of this I, literally I, happening. I remember a little bit of this happening, yeah. but I remember like having her books in the house, yeah. Like, not that I was reading them, no, but, but yeah, I right. remember sure, her sure. earlier books of uh, being Lee, people's biographers, yeah, right? Yeah, Israel stuff. She was uh, like the biographer to the stars. She she wrote biographies for several famous people. Yeah. And then basically the times just turned and nobody wanted it anymore. Yeah, they it weren't weird. selling it anymore. <laughs> and the one of the problems with having that as your job as an author is uh, you have your publisher that you start going, I'll do this person. And then, you know, 10 years ago, your publisher would have went, sold, let's do that, right? right?" (laughs) But now it's like, hey, man, that's not what people are buying now. Nobody cares about that person. Nobody wants your, 
you know, whatever, right? Right. Uh, it, if, if you don't pick the right person, yeah. Plus, her she got this big itch to write a biography about someone from a long time ago. Right. And that wasn't the thing, right? right? I mean, nobody. Yeah, nobody's was, clamoring. No, for nobody this. was that interested, right? So anyway, so she is. Uh, she's got many bestsellers. Mm-hmm. She's got lots of books that sold a lot of copies. But it's a little bit like, you know, the people who were on huge sitcoms in the 70s and those actors don't have a lot of money, right? Right. Because they don't have all these rights for the syndication and all that shit, right? Yeah. So she doesn't have a lot of money. So (laughs) almost accidentally, she starts selling fake letters by famous people. And and then she takes them to all these places all around New York and, uh, you know, tries not to sell too many to the same person. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting at the end of the book, they, uh, they, they tell you that there's an, uh, there's a biography written about somebody <laughs> who in the first publication included like eight of her letters yeah. as though they were real things right. that were written and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Melissa McCarthy's really good. I thought, uh, Richard E. Richard Grant, Grant was good. I was really happy to see Melissa McCarthy in a weird way that I could, you know, just that I could not hate her for a while. Right. She was really pretty good in it, and yeah. I, I wish that I wish she would just switch, do more of this, <laughs> yeah. Just stop the dumb comedy, just stop not do the, comedies yeah. anymore, and try to do something serious because she was really good in it. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I gave this one an eight. Uh, I I liked the movie You're a, a lot, yeah, and I loved everything that has to do with Richard E. Grant, and he's been yeah. nominated for every supporting actor, and you know he's great anyway. I've liked him for a long time, but he right. was awesome in this movie he was really great everything he did was great (laughs) and one of the weird things that sold me on this movie that got me interested in it that uh kind of i think had a actual effect on my experience of it in the weirdest way that you don't see a lot is that i really liked every like you know loser extra (laughs) person that (laughs) no one will ever know who it is Right. right I really liked all the people. Yeah. Uh, there were uh, like all these side characters everywhere. There's like all these people who own the bookshops. There's yeah. all the people that she's oh, selling yeah, right. stuff to. Yep. There's uh, all these people like come and go. There's, um, God, even uh, blanking on her name, but her her agent was uh, Jane Curtin. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jane Curtin. Yeah. She was those really, scenes she, were awesome. She's only in it for like a yeah, couple but of those minutes, scenes are great. maybe. Yeah. But I I thought that everything that happened got elevated by all of the yeah. other people, and it was so weird because they're all no one. They're, they're all, all kind of like they're yeah. all not you know famous people that anyone's right. going to know. But man, they did a really good job, and yeah. you would write those people off if they were bad. You wouldn't care, right? right? You would just let it go, and it wouldn't matter. But anyway, yeah. Um, but I like the story, and I like the way they did it, and I thought Melissa McCarthy was really good. So it so there you go. You liked it a little bit more than me. I gave it a six, and. And I remember thinking at parts of it like I'm having a lot of fun, and then it just it just didn't seem to push for me again. It, but I I don't disagree with a, a anything at all. Like I I, I w- when we started doing this, I started thinking more about the scenes with their editor, with Jane Curtin. Right. And you're right. There's only two or three scenes. There's the one where they're at her house having this snobby party, and she's like stealing food to go home I with. I think you know all and they, of all of the time that people are just like looking down on her. Right. It's not necessarily just her Jane Curtin either but right. all the times that people are like you're whoever there's a there's an were, interesting were relationship great. between her because the the crux of the story for me is she's a mostly loathsome person when we deal with her in this right, film right. like whether she was forever or whether she was after yeah, I don't I don't know I didn't see that movie I didn't read that book but in this what's interesting about her are the people around her that are more or less human validators. There's the female bookshop owner that right, strikes right. up a friendship and possibly a relationship with right. her. There's Richard Grant, who's got this amazingly complicated and very strangely funny relationship with her. And then there's her editor, and these are the three anchors. And when she drifts like a pinball going from one bumper to the other, and they do attract her and then just can't wait to push her out of their office or right, their space, right. like it's, it's strangely engaging and kind of heartfelt. And I agree. I think she should really focus on stuff like this because she's she's pretty pretty strong when she's not right. trying to make right. fun of her weight or her height or just cheap right. jokes. And and I think, like you said, I was going along this movie, and I was probably uh, you know uh, six or seven. I I, yeah. I still liked it pretty good. 
I like all the stuff that happens. But then once you get to that point where the first guy says, I can't right. buy your stuff anymore. Right. After that, it was even better for me. Yeah, like me every, too. Everything like the build up. Because once, once they're like, and just to let you know, you're on our list now. Right. She's like, list? What's the list? Like, there's, And then she's just... You know, she's scampering there's around. There's this thing. There's this. There's almost two movies at work. One of them is kind of the Thomas Crown affair. And one of them is like just, you know, I'm a miserable human being. <laughs> when it's the Thomas Crown affair, that's when I'm like seven, eight. And then right, when it's right. more about her and her, you know, you feel sorry for her, her pet. And then Richard Grant's a horrible babysitter. All these things, right. you know, has sex in her house. Like all the stuff that happens to her, you're like, Ugh. but I think the thing that, prohibited me from going really crazy for it is I didn't really like Lee Israel. I couldn't really well, yeah, I couldn't yeah. really sympathize with her and I wasn't really out for her to get like robbed and beaten and then mur- you know nothing like that but I just thought ah there's never really a redeeming thing here. You're a selfish grubby entitled right. prick <laughs> right. and you're just using people to get what you and want. And things aren't working out for you. And the story a, I'm okay with I'm that. I'm okay with that. And the story <laughs> right. kind of reflects that you are a little likable only with people you're fake with you know i there's a there's a weird right. complexity to it but i just it didn't throw the switch to me but i liked it an awful lot more than i've liked any melissa mccarthy film well ever sure. yeah ever. <laughs> like this is the this is we've been saying this for a long time this is the avenue she needs to go down she needs to do dramatic stuff and yeah. maybe light comedy stuff but no more and she's candy. got well seriously she's got happy town murders in the same year oh yeah i forgot about that that <laughs> might be the worst film i've ever that's seen horrible wow I don't know if that's the worst. Ever. Nah, I'm never watching that again. I'd, no, I'd watch true. Glass. I'd that's watch true. Glass before I, I watch think, the Happy Town Murders. Okay, and so I'm throwing we, that gauntlet at you. We've, we've already, yeah, we've already that's what I thought. gone over time. But listen, I think I can't since, watch that since this just came up, I have to mention, right? Oh, no. <laughs> and, and just really quickly, you know, the Razzies came out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh you know the Razzies are fun. I feel like the Razzies are kind of over. They've they had their time and they, they're gone. They've right. they've done their thing and right. they're now just a little bit bonkers for me yeah. and you have to like defend people. Yeah. <laughs> but the weirdest thing for me like I look glancing through it really quick and you see like Happy Town Murders and yeah, you're like right. oh well right on. Sure. Right? right. But then they have stuff like worst actor or worst supporting actor, Joel McHale in Happy Town Murders. And I'm like, I don't buy that. You don't understand what the, the category are, that you're yeah. doing, right? Right. Did he act badly in that? Yeah, no. No. Right. Uh, he, he acted who he, he was supposed to great be. great yeah, in that. Right. He, he did a really good right. job in that. Yeah. Just because what he has to do is stupid. Right. And he does it. Yeah. That, that's gotten away <laughs> that from them then. That's, I'm like, man. It, We've lost touch. At this yeah. point, it's like people fear about the Oscars, right? You yeah. love a movie, you just nominate it for everything. Right. doesn't make right. difference whether it's good in that specific category or not. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have like, uh, you know, w- you want uh, the best movie to be whatever, yeah. then it automatically had director, best right. actor, best how cinematography, could it? Yeah. best supporting actress. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Now you hate Happy Town Murders, so, everyone's so you just awful. want to say right. like craft services were yeah. shitty on that movie too. <laughs> right. It's like what? Yeah. Anyway, That's uh, fine. Not, not that anybody needed to know that. All right, we're way over time. Yeah. Uh, next week we're gonna have uh, Lego Movie Two. Yeah. And maybe uh, the best of the year. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that goes if we're prepared for that. <laughs> right. You don't look like you're. Prepared I don't know that I'm prepared for you're... that, but I'll, I'll try. <laughs> but, we'll see. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.